Good morning, my dear, dear friends on this Yom Habahir Chaf Beis Shvat, the yard site of our dear Rebetzin, and everything that we have is Chassidim, all of the Rebbe's Torah, and everything that the Rebbe did was because of her enormous Mesir Snefesh. The Rebbe said that the day that he got married was a day that connected him to the Chassidim. So we want to remember our Rebetzin. We want to remember her Mesir Snefesh, her enormous bittel, her enormous anivas. We want to thank her. And we want to rededicate ourselves to all of the nyanim that she gave her life for so that we could have the Rebbe and the world could have the Rebbe. We also want to wish a tremendous mazel tov to Sipa and Shaul Wertheimer, whose son is whose son Shmuel is um, putting on film for the first time today, and we wish her and her whole family and our combined family Chasidish Shanachas, from all of us, and um, only Simchas. Finally, we want to. Learn Leila Nishmas, Henya Fetterman, Henya Bas Yisrael, whose Neshama was returned on high. And we want to ask for Rachmim Rabim, for Rav Yosef Yitzchak Ben Sima Chasia. Our sikha today is Mamish Meirdik, and we're not going to need to even have to explain how this connects to this to this holy day. You write Miri, tell her that I need the she or Akshavi Shahadi Komei or the Oak, then you know you have enough to say. Okay, thank you. Okay, the sikha is Amishpatim, hey, from Khaled to Zion. And we're looking at uh, Pasuk and Arashi, the last of Parsha's Mishpatim. And uh, if you have a Chumash handy, it will be helpful. The Pasuk, this is actually the last Pasuk of the Parsha, the Siyum, by Yavai Moshe B'Seich Anan, and Moshe came in within the cloud, and Moshe came within the cloud by Ya'al el-Hahar, and he went up on the mountain, and Moshe was upon the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. And Rashi says, within the cloud. This cloud was like smoke. And Hashem made for Moshe a path within the smoke, within the cloud. That's the Rashi. Okay, going into the Sicha, Aleph. The very end of the parsha, on the words within the cloud, 
Kasavrashi Anan Ashanhu. This cloud was a form of smoke, was like smoke. The Enamuva, and it's not understood. And their conventional definitions, cloud and smoke, are two different things. The Mizu, and even more so, they're actually opposites of each other. A cloud conventionally is formed of water. And smoke, on the other hand, is derived from fire. And if, since this is so, Aleph, so where does Rashi emerge explaining this word, Anan, which is always understood as a cloud, defining it here as a form of smoke? That's question number one. And Bayes, and even if we want to say that this is a, a cloud in its most conventional sense, what would be the question with the word here? <laughs> what what is what is what compels Rashi to comment on the word anun here? The word anun, the word cloud, is a, is a very common term. Base the Hamshak Debi Rashi, and in the continuation of this Rashi. But Rashi continues to say, that Hashem made for Moshe a path within the cloud, within the smoke. And the, the source for Rashi's comment here seems to be in the Gemara. But the context of the Gemara is as explaining a contradiction that seems to arise from two different psukim. Because earlier it said, Moshe was unable to come into, no, I'm sorry. Um, it, you know, I have a, um, a version that's, without footnotes. This puzzle, could somebody unmute themselves and say that this puzzle, which is in our in our in our puzzle here, these are contradictory psukim. Because one says Maisha couldn't come through to the Ayal because Hashem's glory resided there through the cloud. And here it says that Maisha came through the Anan. Is that first passage before or after ours? Can someone just look at the footnotes? It should be. Um, I think it's Bikudeh. Huh? So it's, it's, it's after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's after. Thank you. So so later in Bikudeh, it will say that Moshe couldn't come to the Yomayid because Hashem Shekhinah was resting there in the form of a cloud. And here it says, Moshe came through the cloud. So the yeshiva Rabbi Yishmael taught, Oh, here I have it. I was looking for the halal. And it says further, 
Now, Lahala means earlier, it says over there, sorry. Just like, so the Gemara teaches, the Yeshiva of Yishmael taught, that just like it taught earlier that B'nai Yisrael went through the waters and he used the word B'tayich. And over here, it uses the word B'tayich. Lahalan means in the future, I think. So I'm mixing myself up, but didn't B'nai Yisrael come through the water earlier? We already did. Kriyas Yamsov. What's, what's, what, look at footnote seven. Elisheva, what does footnote show? What is, what is Mitzat, uh, that footnote? That's the Shalach, so that's beforehand, but the word yeah. is Halan isn't a Halan in the future. I mean, in, in normal Hebrew speaking. Can you repeat? I'm sorry. I said that the footnote says Bishala. Right. But I'm saying the word Lahalan, I thought means in the future, like it means in the past. I'm talking about like just talking Hebrew, you know, just. No, I know. Okay, but it seems to be saying that the Gemara is saying that Namar Khan Bisayich, over here in our Pasuk, it's saying Moshe came within, the Namar Lahalan Bisayich. And over there it says Besaych. And what was there? So Malahalan. Over there it says, just like over there in Parsons Bashalach, it says that they came Besaych, and we understand that the water became like a wall for them. Afkan, it must mean that Maisha came in to the cloud, and the cloud became like was parted and there was a path for him to walk through. So it seems that Rashi's parish here is sourced in this Gemara. Aval perush Rashi Khan, But the problem with that is that we cannot say that this Rashi is coming to address a contradiction that has not yet arisen. Because the stira, the contradiction between our pasuk here, the seich, and the pasuk over there, but lo yachal Moshe, that Moshe could not, and see that Elisheva is correct, that lahalan is being used as in the future, which is a parshas bekudei. It's only in parshas bekudei that this stira, that this uh, contradiction arises, because over there it says Moshe couldn't go through. Here it says he went through. The Imkain, and therefore, so Rashi should have addressed and reconciled the contradiction over there, the in the place where the contradiction arises. And therefore, we're forced to say, so based on the fact that there's no contradiction yet here, we are forced to say that Rashi's explanation as to how Moshe was able to come into the cloud, that that Moshe was able to access because Hashem made for him a pathway, is not because of what it says later, further, that Moshe was unable to come into the Amayid because the cloud of glory rested there. 
Ella Bepnesha Mina Amor Khan move on to Lehaya Biachotali Khanis Bisecha Anna. But there must be something over here that is signaling to us that under normal circumstances, Moshe would not have been able to enter through the cloud. But rather, Hashem made a pathway. Bitamua, and it's a wonder. Le'il, earlier, Perish Rashi Alatebris, Umoshe Nigash El Harofel. Earlier, it says that Moshe came to and through the Arafel. And what does that mean? The Hainu, this means Lifnim Mishalosh Mechitas Choshech Anan Varafel. It means that Moshe was able to come within to pierce three mechitzas, um, three things that that were separated. There was chayshech darkness, anan a cloud, and arafel kolaymar. And soon he's going to say what arafel is. Kolaymar, this is to say she'avar Moshe loyrak b'tay chayshech anan that Moshe proceeded through. Not only darkness and not only a cloud, elagam betoich ha'arafel, but also within arafel. Asherhu kepeirish Rashi Sham. Rashi explains what is arafel of ha'anan, a specific type of thickness of cloud. The apple became loyli limdanu Rashi echayabichelis meishel avarsham. And over there by Arafel, which is not a pedestrian cloud, but is the thickness of a cloud, Rashi doesn't teach us how Moshe was able to pierce this barrier. So what compels Rashi to teach us in this case through just what seems to be a cloud? From this, it's proven, from this we understand that for the Ben Chamesh Lemikra, there is no question to begin with. How Moshe could pierce a cloud. Like we see clearly. That Moshe can go through a cloud even without it being parted, without a pathway. And if so, if Rashi has already taught us that Moshe can go through a thick cloud. So why would Rashi need to tell us anything here about a regular cloud? Gimel. An explanation is as follows. The, the problem, the question that arises, I'll peep shot is that because in the Pasuk earlier it says that the cloud covered the mountain. So it's self-understood that when it says Moshe went up to the mountain, it means that he went within the cloud. In other words, there's a cloud that descends upon Harsinai. Then it says that Moshe went up to the mountain. So we understand that he went within the cloud. So the question is not how can Moshe go within a cloud? That's not a question for the Ben Chamesh Mikra. The question is 
<laughs> what do these words mean anyway? In other words, they seem to be redundant. What is the puzzle teaching us? The fact that the Pasuk tells us again that he went up on the mountain. After the Torah already tells us that Moshe went up on the mountain and there was a cloud that covered the mountain. We could understand this according to two different opinions. That Rashi brings down in an earlier Pasuk. According to the first opinion, after it says that Moshe came and he went up, which was on the day of Matan our puzzle has to come and repeat a second time. Why? Because the narrative was interrupted. Between that earlier reference when it says and our pasuk here, there's an interruption, and the Torah tells us In other words, the Torah tells us a lot of things that happened before Matan Torah, and therefore it has to kind of say, okay, let's go back to where we are in the current story. That's one shita. And how much more so these words need to be repeated according to the second opinion. No, sorry. The question is even more as to why this has to be repeated according to the second opinion. And the second opinion is that it's not talking about the same coming up. Ha'alif, the first time, he alias Moshe Lahar, take it Because the first time it says Bayal, it's Moshe going up right after Matantara. And the second time when it says Moshe came through the, the cloud and he went up on the mountain, it's seven days late, six days later, and that's when he actually goes up on high. So, according to the first opinion, no, we can understand why we have a repetition. According to the second opinion, it's two different elevations. It's two times going up. And from this it's understood, that what the intention of the Pasuk is when it says that Moshe went within the cloud, he shall that this cloud is not the same cloud that was referenced earlier. And if this is not the same cloud, so now the question arises, what was this cloud? That this cloud, in this pasuk, Kimin Ashan Hu is a form of um, smoke. So it's not the same cloud. It's true. 
when the Torah says Onan in the earlier Pesukim and in the earlier Parshas, Rashi does not have to comment. Because it's understood simply and clearly. It was a, sim- a regular Onan and this was Ananiah covered, and Hashem's glory resided or was enclosed in, 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 this, in this cloud. It's like what it says that Hashem went with them during the day. And in how did this manifest? In a pillar of cloud. And at night, it manifested in a pillar of fire that illuminated their way. This is Anan Kipshutai. <laughs> it's funny to say about Anani Akavad, Anan Kipshutai. But in the Torah, this is the Anan that we're, that we're used to referencing. But in contradistinction, this Anan in our Pasuk, we have to say, as we said above, this is a different type of cloud. Rashi has to be that this cloud was a type of smoke. Dalit. We now understand why Rashi has to comment. We now understand that it's not a pedestrian cloud. But what forces Rashi to say that when this Pasuk says a cloud, it was a form of smoke? From where does that come? The Rebbe says, Rashi's perish here, that this cloud is a form of smoke, comes from the Psukim. Why? Because Because between the Psukim that Hashem called onto Moshe and then the Pasuk that Moshe came in the midst of the cloud, that the form of Hashem's glory was like a consuming fire that was on top of the mountain. The ain't a move on, it's not understood. If you want to set the scene and you want to tell us where Moshe is going, it would seem that first the Torah should describe what was going on and then it should say that Hashem called on Moshe. And this description would come as a continuum to where Hashem's glory resided. This is in order to describe what the vision of the glory of Hashem appeared to be. Why does this Pasuk only come after it says that Hashem called Moshe on the seventh day from within the cloud? Not only in accordance with the opinion, this is not only problematic in accordance with the opinion that Hashem called to Moshe 
after Matan Torah, that Hashem called on Moshe to come up and to receive the Luchas, the tablets, that Moshe's coming was in response to Hashem calling to him. And for sure, in accordance with this opinion, it doesn't seem that there should be an interruption between Hashem called to Moshe and Moshe came. The fulfillment of Hashem's calling. With a puzzle that says, that describes what Hashem looked like. But even in accordance with the first opinion, but even according to the first opinion, the Vayikra al Moshe was in order to give Aseris Hadibris. And Moshe and all of B'nai Israel were summoned, except that Moshe was given special honor and was separated. And this is according to the first opinion that Hashem was at this point calling him to go up on a mountain. But still, by Yahweh Moshe, who in but it's not connected that Moshe came into the to the map to the um, cloud is not connected to the words Hashem called unto Moshe from within the cloud. Still, in all this description, would have a should have appeared. It would seem earlier when it talks about Hashem's glory resting on mountain. And therefore, Rashi is explaining and positing that that Hashem, which appears to be misplaced, is the preface to our puzzle that Moshe came within the cloud. Because that possible that seems to be misplaced actually alludes to how the cloud in our pasuk is different from other clouds. And therefore, our pasuk has to come and say that Moshe came within the cloud. meaning this underscores, this brings to our attention that this cloud that Moshe entered in is a result of the the consuming fire who commit Asham. It's a type of smoke. This cloud that is not a cloud, it's a form of smoke, emerges from the consuming fire that is referenced right before that. That would seem, should have been much earlier. And this is how Rashi arrives at the conclusion that it's smoke. Hey. And through this is also explained the specificity in the Pasuk that Hashem's glory appeared in a form that was like a consuming fire. Because it would seem it's not understood. 
In order to describe the awesomeness of Hashem's appearance, it should have only said that it was like a fire. For what reason is it necessary to add that it was like a consuming fire? But based on what the Rebbe just explained, it's understood simply. Because once we understand that the intention of the previous Pasuk is only to explain what's coming next, that this is not the conventional pedestrian cloud, but that it's a cloud made of smoke. And this smoke was created through the agency of Hashem appearing as a fire. Therefore, the Pasuk adds and underscores that it's a that it's a consuming fire. Because smoke is never created from the fire itself. But it's only created from the fact that fire can be consuming. That it's mechala, that it consumes. It burns as hadavar The material or the thing that is, that is, that is found with, by the fire. That is burnt by the fire. In other words, that which is tinged produces a smoke. It's not the fire that produces a smoke. And that's why the Pasuk has to add, Eichelas. V'yesh lo'hesef, and the Rebbe says that we should add, V'derechlal, conventionally, Ha'eshe l'mayla, E'na esh Eichelas. Conventionally, fire that emerges from above is not a consuming fire. Like we learned about the burning bush, Hashem appeared to him in the flames of fire, and the fire was not consuming. The, 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 I'm sorry, the, 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 the bush was not consumed. And therefore, the Pasuk has to specify that here it was a consuming fire. And therefore, the fire created smoke. And therefore, Rashi says that this cloud was a form of smoke. Based on all the above, Yuvan Hatam Rashi Now we understand why Rashi had to be Mefarish that Hashem made for Moshe a pathway within the cloud. I mean, this is not the first time that Moshe is going into a cloud. Why dafke be pasuk didan? Why dafke in this pasuk? O behemshach lepirushe ananzek min ashanhu. And in the continuum after Rashi says that this cloud was a form of smoke. Ilu haya anan kan aisaya anan dapsukim akayim. If this cloud was 
the same cloud that was referenced in earlier Sokim in the Torah. It would not be necessary to explain how Moshe enters within a cloud. The Adrab on the contrary, Kimuber like like the Rebbe says above, Moshe Nikash Afilu El Arafa Earlier we learned that Moshe was able to go even within the Arafa, which was the thickness of a cloud. But because this is not the conventional cloud, it's a form of smoke. And it is the nature of smoke to blacken through the ashes, the soot that appear that emerges from the thing that is burned. So because it is the tev of the ashen, lahashter is ha'adam hanim to blacken, to, to make dirty the person that comes into it, the es levushav and his clothing, misayar is So then there is a wonder that arises. Ha'yitachin shekach ir l'meishar abenu. Is it possible that this should happen to meishar abenu, that he should be blackened by the smoke, by the soot, the ashes? And that's how he appeared at that auspicious and momentous time when he went up to receive the Luchais. That would be That would be opposite the Kavit. And so Rashi continues and says, so after Rashi explains that this was a cloud that was really smoke, Rashi hastens to say, and Hashem made for Moshe a pathway through it. And it was within this pathway that Moshe walked. And in this fashion, the smoke did not impact him. Zion. But the Rebbe says, but it's still, there's something that's not understood. Why does Rashi not say this that appeared like a cloud was really smoke? Why does he say it was a form of smoke? And based on the above, and based on everything we've explained, this was smoke that came from fire. So it was Ashan Mamash. It was smoke. So why say and Bayes, <laughs> once we know that it was smoke, why does the Kasuv Meikara, why does the Pasuk itself call it a cloud? And why doesn't it just say, Maisha went within the smoke? And the explanation is as follows Har Sinai. Where was Har Sinai located? Bamidbar Sinai. It was located in the desert called Sinai. Ubifrat, and specifically Rosh Hahar. This was happening at the tip of the mountain. It was on top of the mountain that Hashem's glory appeared like a consuming fire. Hari Einai Mokam Gedilas Ilanais in the desert, and specifically on a mountaintop, is not where trees, vegetation, grasses grow. That's not what happens. 
It is rather a place of rocks and earth. Now, the reason this is noteworthy is because because smoke is only generated by fire that consumes stuff that is burned. And what would be that stuff? Like, like, like trees, like vegetation, like grass. And a fire generating smoke would not be relevant to inanimate matter, to stones, to, to the earth. And therefore, Rashi says, I want you to understand that this is not actual smoke. It appeared like smoke. That the the onan the cloud that was generated generated by the the the, cons, the consumption of inanimate matter on top of Harsinai was only a form of smoke. Stam hamishave mitzemeach. Hanisra of No, it's but it's not like what is generated by vegetation that is burnt by fire. On the high time, and for this reason, because this was not natural smoke, therefore the pasta calls it a cloud because it's not. Regular smoke. Atkan, the Rebbe explains. Wait, wait one second, wait one second. So then, if it wasn't that, it wasn't the type that would have made Moshe dirty. So he didn't really need to have a shvil. Right. So let's go further. Okay. shall turn to Perish Rashi's so what do we learn in The Indian of smoke at the time of, her, of Matan Teira is already spoken of clearly in Parshas Yisrael. That Har Sinai was completely enveloped in smoke. Because Hashem came down in fire. Masha'en came to Parsha, Seinu Haloshan He Onan. But in contradistinction, here the term that is used is cloud, not smoke, cloud. The Yishleimarin might say, Habir Bazel. The explanation is, Ashan Kipshuta Yetze Ibam in Adavar Nisrov. Pedestrian smoke emerges out of matter that is burnt. Because what's being burnt is a material. And the fire burns the materiality, the corporeality. So it is the consumption of the physical material matter that causes, as a result, the smoke. 
ולכן, and therefore, באשן ישנם חילוקים התלויים במהוס החומר הנשרף. And therefore, there are different types of smoke. And the variation depends on the material that is being burnt. Kasher hadavar hanisrav hu chaymer dak. When what is being burned is a more fine, thin material, nisrav hu bimheira yeser, it is consumed much faster. Va'azai gam ha'ashan harehu dak v'kalosh yeser. And the smoke too is lighter, is finer. Masha'inke in a contradistinction, but when what is being burnt is material that is thicker and less refined, then the smoke too is thick and less refined. Move on. And from this we understand that through the smoke of everything that is consumed, you can recognize because through the smoke is expressed the increment to which the, the amount to which the material that is being consumed is thick. And, and I think today we would say it's 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 a matter of combustibility. In other words, it's we're not talking about physically thick, but some materials burn much more quickly. Some will create a whole different kind of smoke. Think about the difference between paper and plastic, for instance. Okay. And and the difference between the materials, so the difference between the materials is revealed through the way in which they are consumed. And just like this is true with physical temporal matter, it is the same spiritually. In the way in which matter down here below is abnegated and is even consumed within godliness. Because it is through the revelation of the fire from above, of, of Elikus, that this Yeshus, the existence of this world, is consumed. The nifal by bitl vikiloyan lelikus. And it's through this that an abnegation and a type of consumption within, uh, being subsumed within godliness occurs. And spiritually speaking, this is what the ashan, it's a metaphor. The smoke is a metaphor for this. Which teaches us about the consumption of the existence of this world within its source. And now we are in the position to parse the difference between the two psukim earlier. 
Hapasot Bahar Sinai Oshan Kuloi. When it says in Parshat Yisrael that Har Sinai was enveloped in smoke, Koi Bizman Matan Torah. It is speaking about the time of Matan Torah. The Kivon Shagilayel Kuzda Matan Torah Hayer B'Derach Milmayla Lamata. And because we know that the revelation of godliness at that time occurred in a way of from top downwards, because this is a continuation of what the Torah tells us that Hashem came down from above within fire. This was a revelation that was precipitated, that was initiated, Milmaila. The Oilam and the world, on the other hand, and the world at that time was a conventional, physical, material, unrefined world. Therefore, at that point, just like a material that does not yield easily to fire and therefore generates a different kind of smoke that is thicker and more stultifying. In the same way, the world was then at a point where it still presented resistance and therefore the smoke billowed forth and completely surrounded the mountain. The preponderance of smoke signals, it teaches that the temporal, physical matter of the world was not refined. It was not edel. But in contradistinction in our parsha. This is talking about the time after Matan This was after the abnegation and the refinement that Matan effectuated on the world. At that point, the world was not as not as grub is the Yiddish word. It was not as impervious to, to get mechait, to godliness. And therefore, this pasuk right before our pasuk that says that Hashem appeared like a fire, therefore, it didn't actually cause smoke. But because of the refinement, because of the lightness, because of the subtlety of this smoke, the Terry doesn't even call it smoke. It calls it a cloud. Because this unknown is not teaching us about a consumption. It's not talking about an Isarusa de la Ela. 
on something that occurs. I'm sorry. Because this unknown, this cloud is not teaching us about the consumption. It's teaching us about the aliyah milmata lamayla. But it's rather teaching us about an elevation that occurred now. It's in a sarusa dilatata. It's the reciprocal response. And so Rashi reveals here. So on the shot level, Rashi is underscoring that it wasn't conventional smoke because there wasn't vegetation that would have generated smoke. But on the level of Yedashal Torah, Rashi is revealing that this was a cloud that was like smoke. What does that mean? Once we understand that the Indian of this cloud was not like the Indian that happened earlier, which was a revelation of godliness that came that came from above. But rather it comes from the vision of Hashem's glory that was like a consuming fire. I know this means godliness the way that Elikus causes there to be an abnegation in the existence of the world, here we're talking about something that is like smoke, in which sense, even in this, there is a form of smoke. There is the, the ashes and there is the suit that come because there is matter being consumed. Because after all, we're talking about the Indian of making a dear of Hashem. We're still talking about Tachtainim. Yeah, we're talking already after Matantera. Yeah, we're talking on a much more refined level. It's not that same thick smoke. It's like smoke. And it appears like a cloud. But it's still in the Tachtainim. And it's still that Moshe is coming to, to bring down the Luchais Lemata. And therefore, it's Kemin Ashanhu. It's like a smoke. I know this means Shehu Gilui, Milmaila. It is a revelation from above. Hapoyel that causes Kiloyoin Ubitala Chaymed in Ephraim Lemata. It causes a consuming and an abnegation of the matter that belongs to the creation, to the created, to the creation that is below. But it is tempered by the fact that it is after the revelation of Matan Torah. And what happened 
through the revelation of Matan Torah, it caused a refinement and a general abnegation of the world to its creator. Therefore, it's not the conventional smoke. Like what the Torah is referencing at the beginning of Matan Torah. It's like smoke. It's a form of smoke. But there has to be some kind of smoke. Because if you're talking about Elokus coming down to Tachtoidim, there has to be some reaction on the part of the Tachtoidim. There's some singeing. So what do we learn for our What's what's my connection to physical, material, temporal matters of the below, of this strata here? And even if I have to get involved and it's a necessary Yerida, so I'm only going to get involved with things that are in a certain level. The modality of Chai, people, Okay, maybe I feel the development. I'm sorry, animals. I feel the development. Okay, maybe I'll get involved with a lower strata of vegetation. But I'm not going to get involved with that lowest strata of the inanimate. It's so low. It's a Matthias Chumris Biyoser. It is so physical, is so material, is so temporal, it doesn't even manifest with any type of vivifying force. So much so that even when the fire of Hashem appears and radiates, it's not a receptacle to accept the fire of Hashem, the Ein Ha'esh Nechazizba, and therefore the fire can't uh, grasp onto it. And so the only way that a person would, would get involved with this is by being broken down. He, he has to, like the, like, 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 like the Tanya says, you have to break him. Because of his own volition, he doesn't want to get involved with this low level. So the Torah comes and teaches us, Hasidus comes and teaches us, that a person must effectuate smoke. They have to elevate even this lowest strata of daimim. Because it's in this lowest sphere that the whole tachlis comes to fruition. That the whole idea of smoke, which is which is all about the consumption, quote unquote, which is about the elevation of the material of this world, Yifal, it should 
be effectuated not only in the vegetation, but in the mountaintop, in the doimim, in the sukkah doimim, in the inanimate sphere. Ella was circling back to the shvil, Elishava, Ella sheyichilim heim lovei betaynin nisefes, but you could come with an additional tightening. You could come with an additional counter-argument. That when you get involved with disgustingness, so it adheres to you. If you get involved with people that are minuvolim, so you're going to learn from them. And, and you're going to, it's, it's like um, communicable. It's catchy. And so this Aveda of getting involved with the smoke, right? Causing an aliyah in this lowest strata will cause the person who's trying to do this to become enveloped in this pollution. The Imkane. Therefore, it's better that he shouldn't get involved. He doesn't want to get this, this pandemic. So he's going to separate himself. And so for this comes the answer. If it's regular smoke, then we understand why there has to be a shvil. And if it's not regular smoke, the Rebbe is telling us why there has to be a shvil, why Hashem has to create a pathway. What is this pathway? It's the Bechina, it's the modality of Moshe Sher Benishmas called Ish Yisrael, that is found in the Neshama of every Jew. And because of this, the pollution that is generated by becoming involved in even the lowest strata of this world won't adhere itself to the Yid. The Yid will remain, the Neshama will remain, the Bechina of Moshe remains in its cleanliness and its purity. Because when the Jew is doing this work, they are traversing this area, this strata, through a pathway, the Bechina of Moshe. The Neshama which is which is always like the Tanya tells us that the Neshama is always faithfully adhering to Hashem. And this creates a barrier that doesn't allow the Yid to be impacted negatively by the smoke that is generated, by the pollution. And even more in this, on a deeper level, even it's not just the Bechina Shalmesha, it's not just the Pintaliyid, it's not just the deepest core, even our more revealed aspects are not 
um, compromised by the smoke. The integrity of even the more revealed aspects of our persona are not impacted. Sherry Be'emes, because in truth, because it's not really something that, that is deleterious. This Kimin Ashan, Elara Kimin Ashan. So, it's a cloud of glory that just appears like smoke. Mayrdika words here. Bahainu. Means the fact that the world seems to be obscuring and shrouding and obfuscating Gedlachites, godliness, it's a mirage, it's an optical illusion, it's in place only to give us Bechira. Because if we could see the truth about this world, if we could see the vivifying force that pulsates right beneath the surface, there would be no Bechira. The Yisrael came in even more. Once we understand that Hashem is obscured and that the very obfuscation comes for the purpose of Kedusha, like the Alter Rebbe says, it's just the shell of the turtle. It's not an independent contractor. It's a holy cloud. Even the smoke that is generated through our work that seems to appear as a pollutant, it's not, that's not what it is. It only appears like smoke. It appears like something temporal, something physical, which even after it's consumed, there remains the ashes. Meaning spiritually, even after it has to yield, some form still remains stubbornly and in an obstinate fashion as, quote unquote, possibly in a pen. No, but even this is just what it appears to our, to our human eyes. But in truth, this is holy smoke. Because the whole tachlis, and everybody can fill in the blanks, the whole tachlis of anything that impedes us in our avoida, anything is for the purpose of adding light in the side of Kedusha. You know, when we, those of us who are learning this, and when we take these words seriously, we are going to make people so exasperated because we're never going to be able to cower in the face of anything. We're going to be like, ha, <laughs> we, we're going to call you bluff. And this is the lesson 
that we have to, we have an obligation to enter and to traverse through the smoke. And this is how you receive the Torah. And each one of us that has a Bechina of Moshe within our soul, it's only after we came through the fire, the smoke. This cloud is a form of smoke. And therefore, it's necessary for there to be this pathway. Gives new meaning to baptize by fire. Baptism by fire. And even if for a temporary time and on the external level, there seems to be a Helen, it seems to be that even though we're saying we're not going to back down and we're not scared and we know that this is just holy smoke and you can scare us, but still, Till we see the Geula, till we see how it's good, it's a hell. But through this Helen, we come to this place of being on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. And we're able to accept the Torah in its completion. And afterwards, but the point is not to stay on Harsinai. The point is to bring it down, each one of us, each one of us in our lives, in our bodies, in our chilek shabbat in the part of the ilam that we have to elevate. And this comes to fruition after our parsha, in the next parsha, parsha's truma, v'asuli mikdash v'shachanti b'tayicham. Asiyas mikdash le'yizbarach, we have to make a mikdash v'ashem, min ha'dvarim ha'gashmiyim, from the physical material matter, from the zav, chesed, from the gold, the silver, all the different materials, asher al-yitezeh, mismalas ha'kavana, and through this is fulfilled the intention. That Hashem desired a dira, a dwelling place, in this lower strata. I first want to apologize for my rockiness this morning. I apologize. Um, and we should be zeicha to fulfill what the Rebbe wants from us, to be mekabel the fire. And to be able to be elevated in this consuming fire and elevate everything that belongs to our neshama to, to, to elevate within this fire. I would love for people to unmute themselves 
and to um, share something on this holy day. Rifki, first of all, don't apologize. Please don't apologize for anything. It was it was amazing. Absolutely. You know, you wait right till the end and then it all comes clear. It was just, I'm, I'm totally blown away. Do you want to share something about the Rebetzin on this day, Mrs. Jaffe? Sorry? Do you want to share something about the Rebetzin on this day? I'm all very cautious to speak about Rebetzin on Good, Ruth. that's why we're asking you. Um, Only want to hear from somebody that does so with caution. Um... Anything, a tiny thing. She was just, when I was with her, I felt totally, totally at ease and comfortable. And she just made me feel like um, we were friends almost. Relations, definitely. Just... I can't explain. I mean, I once went on my own, just me, nobody else. And it was just, it was just amazing. It, you can't believe that when we hear all the things afterwards about her, when you were with her, you would just, you just didn't think about that at all. But of course it was a long time ago and so much has come out in the meanwhile. So I feel so privileged and so honored and She's just like my total role model. <laughs> just keep trying and trying. Thank you. It sounds like what you're saying is that when you were in her presence, there was this cloud. There was this kimin ashan that obfuscated. What you didn't was really... You just didn't realize who... who well, you, you, you must have met her. You met her. Yeah, I did. And... Uh, Guess you were a bit I was, younger. I was, I was, I was younger than you as a child, yes. and I mean, I'm still a child. And like the Fitzgerald writes, you get older, you realize just what a small child you are. But um, definitely, yeah, Kimin, Kimin Ashan. She just, she was so beautiful. Please, whoever wants to, to add something, anything. Kind of, Smithy. Um, expressive here, you know, have something, but <laughs> um, I, I doing the Sicha, I couldn't help but wonder, at least for me, it was just an eye opener that this was probably the process, and I don't know that. I mean, I have to, I'm sure there's a mime or something on that. This was probably the process of how the upper and above and the lower came together. Before Matan Terror, they were two separate entities and they couldn't come together. The process of something becoming the, 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 the down, becoming one with the up, that you can, this can affect this and this can affect that, was this sicha, the Dreb explaining in this sicha, the whole, um, the whole process with the Anand, the Arafel, the, how, how it gets consumed, what gets consumed, how each thing gets consumed. Tanya talks about that, about, you know, that the fire that eats. 
I don't know, in all the years hearing that coming together of Harsinai, I was just, you just picture it. You just can, I, I, this is a, a process that you can really sort of see where before it was just this abstract concept, did come together, didn't come together, came together, Matantara, what does that mean? How the, I don't know. I, I think you can spend the whole time trying to take this apart, but it was just such an eye opener. I, I couldn't, uh, I'm picturing that. You, yeah. When you think of Matantara, you think of something spectacular in the beauty of it. But you don't think of fire and smoke and cloud as beauty. Our childish pick, at least my, you know, something, it was spectacular, but in a whole different way. So the Sikha, I don't know, I found it amazing showing us the process, how this happened between us and the, um, yeah, and the Evidson. It was very nice to hear what Mrs. Jaffe said. By the Ebbetson, there was no sense of self. And she had unbelievable presence. She had such unbelievable presence. You saw her, she was very, she had, in a, such a quiet way, but there was no sense of self. It was always, a, that's what Mrs. Jaffe said. You always, you felt like you were her friend. You felt you were the only one there, that you mattered. Just a remarkable, I don't know, it's a remarkable ability. The concept of a tzaddik gomer in action. And I can't help but feel that the Rebison would be so proud and elated to know Hasidim in general, but women dedicated to learning the Chabas Torah. She was the biggest Hasidista. She was, she truly appreciated and wanted us to appreciate what we have and, 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 and to, to really understand the privilege of, of, of what kind of Torah we're learning here. I mean, and, and sometimes I just wish we could run out into the streets and we could scream and, and teach everyone this this whole Tayyar Khadasha here. I mean, who who learns on this level? It's it's just Majadik. I must tell you, I, I've been I've been where I am for a long time, many years. How um, many years? I, I... Um well, we've been here um I think it's fifty, probably fifty-eight years, my probably. I can't remember how long we've been married, but I think it's 58 years. And we've been here ever since. Yeah, the Esrim. And then afterward, you're going to have to do the Manchester in your Shalayim. All I can say is that how things have grown, how the name of the Rebbe and Lubavitch, is, when my father-in-law first came back from New York, nobody knew what he was talking about. Nobody knew about Chabad, Lubavitch, the Rebbe. It was like a strange a strange thing he brought back. Um, now, everybody, everybody, you know, there's no household, I think, that doesn't understand and know what the rubber stands for and what Lubavitch stands for, what Chabad stands for. And it's probably the same the world over. I have we no still have to bring the Rebbe's tire to more people. I think not enough people appreciate like what the Rebbe put into action, the programs, you know, of the habit, the scope, the worldwide network, 
But the Tera of the Rebbe, that is our new frontier. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. We, I think we have to be very patient. It's only when you look back and you see. Patient? Lubavitcher's patient. We have to, we have to be. our religion. We have to, we have to. We have to work hard, but we have to be patient with people because it takes time. It's only after many years and you look back and you see the seeds that have grown and spread and, you know, but it has to be done like very, you have to be gentle as well, you know, and you have to, you have to be besimcha the whole time as well. That's also very important. If you get anxious and you get stressed, it doesn't work. No. Just words wise, from me. Wise words. I'm very, very um, inexperienced, I would say, because I'm very, very low-key in whatever I do, but I do it all for simcha. What I do, I enjoy doing. Um, oh, you're inexperienced. Okay. This is good to know. <laughs> Bill, compared to the young shluchim today, you know, we do everything in a bit old-fashioned way, I guess, so... But the young ones are taking over. They have more energy and more, you know, we're not less enthusiastic, but, you know, we're, we are where we are. We're limited in energy, I suppose. It's a different kind of energy. Young yeah. energy, young energy, yeah. and older energy is older energy, and they're both needed. It's, it's what you say now, not what you do. Yeah. We should be zeichet to give the Rebbe nachis, to give the Rebbe nachis. So I spend the kavana to fulfill the intention. And um, I don't know, I'm thinking maybe we could all think of one person that doesn't learn Hasidus yet or, or doesn't learn on a regular basis that could benefit from the Rebbe's Torah and try to bring it to their attention and say, Tamu just taste and see. And then and we'll spread the wealth of Mitzvah. Wishing everybody a wonderful Chavbeis Shrat and all the Hamshachas and all the Brachas of this day should all come to a crescendo and we should already go to be in Makabal Pnei Mashiach Tzadkenu, take it from a yacht. Amen. Paul took. Thank you. Thank you so all much. All the best. Thank you. Amen. Thank you very much. And see you later for those that are in town. And Orit, Mrs. Rutsky, or Dr. Anwar, we're trying to arrange a, a link and we'll send it out through the WhatsApp group. Oh, thank you so much. That was going to be my next question and I they're, forgot. They're, so they, thank you. I had in mind to, to ask you. So um, if somebody's still on and they don't know what we're talking about, there's going to be a Fabrengan tonight at 6.30. If you're in the New York area, please, please join us. It's at 6.30 on the fourth floor of the Shulchan office. And if you're not going to be there physically and you'd like to join the link will be sent out through our whatsapp group this Hope link works we'll, we'll try this um, link works this i hope i'll be works. able to to join uh, 50, we'll, we'll see where 50, i'm holding 6 30 or six o'clock what did it say on the invitation it said 6 30 or 6 i might be spreading fake news can somebody check rachel do you have it i have it here women's hockey for brengen at uh, upstairs level at 6 p.m uh, okay, I'm sorry. Six p.m. Esther, thanks for my. I, I I don't know why I thought six thirty. Okay, I'm the one that usually forgets, so that I know what it feels. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Agreed. Thank. Okay. Zayg okay. is on. See you later. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Bye -bye. Thank you.